Everybody, Dan Bickley here. How will the Suns fare in their latest litmus test against the Bucks? We'll discuss starting tomorrow at 6 a.m. on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, that's exactly the phrase I think a lot of us would use as a litmus test tonight for the Phoenix Suns. They've been better. They've been playing well. They're coming off a seven-game road trip, and now they've got the Milwaukee Bucks waiting for them in a showdown tonight at Footprint Center. Of course, the Bucks have been kind of going through their own things lately with a coaching change and trying to figure that out. So to help us talk about this game tonight, he makes his return to the Burns and Gambo show. We've had him on at least a couple of times, if not more. Milwaukee Journal, Journal Sentinel Bucks beat writer Jim Ozarski joining us here on the Burns and Gambo show. Jim, welcome back, man. Hope this finds you well. Thanks for coming on today. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, giving you the Milwaukee weather, right? Rainy, cloudy, <laughs> a little cold. You think you're coming to Phoenix and you're going to get some sunshine and go golfing. Not the case right now. Yeah, it, uh, it does feel like home. It's a good way to end this uh, 10-day road trip, right? Just, just, just ease me right back into yeah. To some, some cloud, cloudy weather. Let, let's start with Adrian Griffin. I know Giannis loved him. I think Giannis really pushed for him to be the coach. But it seems, for, to me, on the outside looking in, it just defensively, you know, this team was was just not very good and no adjustments were really made. What are some of the reasons you you think they decided to part ways with Adrian Griffin so 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 quick after hiring him? Yeah, I mean, starting with the defense is, is the right thing. I mean. Look, I think they all knew trading Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen to get Damian Lillard was going to set this team back to a degree, but none of them felt that they should be a bottom third defensive team, you know, and and the, the floor really fell out on that side of the ball. And I think, you know, for all of what Adrian Griffin could bring to the head coaching position, um, I don't think he ever really got his arms around the entire team, you know, both in terms of handling the expectations that came with, with the job to begin with, let alone adding Damian Lillard, putting some of these guys in, in better situations. Um, look, Damian Lillard and Malik Beasley, that's not the easiest point of attack uh, backcourt to, to scheme around, but yet you have Brooke Lopez and Giannis Adetokounmpo behind them. And, and at times, you know, Griffin's schemes would pull some of those defenders and those big rebounders away from the basket, away from, from help. And yeah, they were winning for sure. Um, but it just, it just never was clicking. And look, John Horst, the general manager, the ownership group, a new, new ownership group, really Wes Eden's the governor has been here, but Jimmy Haslam Brown's owner knew, you know, this is his first full new season. I think, you know, with their backing, um, was like, all right, well, we're going to pay three coaches this year because, you know, Griffin, we don't think is going to get them to where they want to be. Let's make the move now so maybe Doc Rivers can, can start to change things right. to get them on the right path. Right, and along those lines, okay, it's a small sample size, and boy, we it's, you talk about a narrative we've been talking about all year long so far here in Phoenix about sample sizes and how long to give something and, and needing to be patient. What it, What is the expected sample size necessary to know whether this is the right move or not? I mean, it's certainly not four games. How much, how much of Doc Rivers do you think it's going to take before you really start to notice a difference and see that it was worth all of it? Yeah, it's interesting because it, it, it's not necessarily about wins and losses. I mean, they were, what, 30 and 13 when they made the move, and, and they're one in three since. Um, and if Damian Lillard, Brooke Lopez don't go tonight, I mean, this is going to be a tough 
tough game to win. I, I think you're already seeing it, though, uh, beginning with that game in Denver. And actually, quite frankly, the, some of the interim games with Joe Prunty where Doc was around but not on the bench, um, they are better defensively. They've probably turned in the, their four best defensive games, um, not just in points allowed, but literally effort. You know, these guys believe in what they're being coached. They believe that what they're doing can be successful. You're seeing that. Um, you know, the, the Doc's also trying to smooth out some things offensively for Dame. Uh, again, if he's available tonight, I don't know. Um, so that's sort of created a little bit of herky-jerkiness on, on this very good offense. But they are you are seeing it defensively. That They are um, doing – you know, different things in the sense of it, it, it's simplified. You're not, look, some fans aren't going to see anything crazy tonight, but what they are going to see is a team that's actually trying for 48 minutes and then maybe executing some different schemes. Like a couple of days ago, for instance, a little gimmicky, but they started trapping Luca in the half court and got the ball out of his hands. It was a halftime adjustment. They sprung it on him so they could slow him down. It worked. It got the Bucks back in the game and, and, and helped them win. I'm fascinated by by the trade deadline with the Bucks, like the Suns. The Suns are very limited with what they can do. They have Nas Little's contract and a few second-round picks, but they're very limited being over that apron. I mean, isn't Milwaukee very much in the same situation? They're way over the luxury tax. They're going to pay a big penalty. They've got a bunch of picks that are owed to other teams. What's their options for this trade deadline this week? Yeah, they're in the same boat as the Suns. I mean, they have no first-round picks. Uh, of their own that they control, um, that can be dealt. I mean, they can add swaps on swaps. I mean, if I really don't know how, you know, the second swap of, of a 2028 with Portland <laughs> is, is beneficial to anybody. Um, they've got two second rounders. That's it. You know, they traded five second rounders for Jay Crowder last year. Um, <laughs> and so they're, they're very limited. You know, they've got a couple rotation players, and campaign, obviously, who Suns fans are familiar with, a veteran signing. There could be some value there for for a, a backup point guard like that. So you're talking about, you know, your your seventh, eighth, ninth man, maybe a couple second rounders to to try to fortify a perimeter defense. I, I think, guys, Doc Doc Rivers was the change. He was the addition. Maybe there's some some rearranging of the furniture here in the next 48 hours, but it's. It's the coach and the current, you know, core uh, that they hope can really can really turn this in the direction they want to go. Jim Ozarski is the beat writer who covers the Bucks for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He joins us. He's in town covering tonight's game for that publication. I, I want to ask you about Grayson Allen because we were just talking yesterday and, and really for the last couple of weeks about how pleasantly surprised we have been with his addition and what he's brought to the table. Uh, you covered him last year. Should we have been pleasantly surprised? Uh, I mean, I guess it's it's a surprise whenever you get a a, a new player who's maybe not a star. Uh, but Grayson, no, this is the Grayson Allen that you know we saw in Milwaukee, who really adjusted well to being, you know, that floor spacer um, and, and under totally understanding and embracing his role on when shots come his way, but also being confident in taking those shots. As in, hey, if the stars are going to kick it to me, I'm putting it up. There's a reason for that. What's interesting is I think he's probably better suited for his role here in Phoenix because of his experience in Milwaukee. And what I mean by that is when he was first acquired, he told he went through a slump the first couple months of his career with the Bucks, 
and literally, guys, he said, I've never been this wide open. He goes, you know, right. my whole career, I've had people closing out on me. Duke obviously was a star. But Giannis and that gravity, Grayson, you know, these guys don't practice wide open threes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. um, obviously, he got the hang of it and, and was one of the league's best three-point shooters the last year year plus. So, no, I, I, think, I think Grayson, I don't think there's anyone in Milwaukee, let's put it that way, who is surprised that he would be on their scouting report tonight as someone who can make nine three-pointers in a game. Jay had a tough ending here because Monty just didn't want to coach him and it, it ended in a bad way. Campaign, they just, you know, they thought that Goodwin could play that backup role and he hasn't been able to. We've talked about it the last couple of days. Boy, it'd be nice if the Suns still had Campaign because he is a guy that can run the point. Tell me, how is he doing with the Bucks this season? Yeah, Cam's been in a tough spot. You know, he came in... Um, signed right after they traded Holiday. So the role at the outset seemed very clear. Backup point guard, Dame's out, Cam is in. Um, But as Adrian Griffin was trying to figure out what he was doing, how to rotate guys, you know, Cam's role really fluctuated. Um, He went from playing a little bit to playing not at all. Um, And and the combinations he was with, I mean, he's kind of been all over the place. Since Doc has come in, it's been a little more regular, uh, but Dame is a heavy minutes guy. And so Cam's minutes, I mean, he is truly the backup. Um, and so when Dame's playing 38 a game, I mean, the math is tough. And, and so he's now he's performed well in those minutes. If you look at his flash lines, he's shooting the ball well. Um, you know, obviously he's, he, he brings a different sort of pace to an offense. But I think, you know, uh, look, he, he told me that he thought Doc would be a reset for him. Um, obviously we'll know here in the next couple of days if he's getting another reset <laughs> totally. But if he, if he stays in Milwaukee, um, he's going to have a role because I do think Doc is going to define that a little better. Jim, we really appreciate the time and the insight as always. It's great to have you on the show. Enjoy your stay. Sorry about the weather. Our, our, our apologies from the Chamber <laughs> of Commerce. Uh, we will uh, see you at the game tonight. We appreciate you coming by. Uh, great. Thank you, guys. Talk you to got you. it. Jim Ozarski from the Milwaukee Journey Journal Sentinel, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show.